right, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. It is a Thursday edition of the Plank Show. Check, check, check. We on the air. Are we live, Josh? We are live. Good morning. How are you, dude? Did you have a good uh, Wednesday night? You know what? It was good. Had a nice little coaches show. Life is good, my friend. How was yours? Good, good. My, uh, you know, my Wednesday nights are always the best. Though, I, I just have a quick confession. Before we get to all things sports and Sooners related, you feel good about John Hoover coming on today? How about Hoover making his plank show in Norman debut? I love it, man. I'm fired up about it. I I love uh, Hoover's one of the guys that uh, I respect the most in uh, in this market. I was hoping there wasn't any beef because as soon as I booked him, I was like, you know, Josh is a very controversial guy on the OUB. You never know who there might (laughs) be. Right, yeah, I'm not (laughs) well-liked. It's tough. It's tough sometimes. But uh, who's going on Gary whenever he wants? And you know what? I I did not follow up yesterday, and, and maybe we'll do it throughout the show today. Today with uh, Councilman Holman. Maybe we'll do that a little bit later on in the show, too, to learn more about Team Norman. But I, I've been – I'm in a real tough spot right now, Josh. And someday you're going to experience this. I'm sure Amanda here at Cavens has experienced this before. But it's when your kids have 8,000 different fundraisers going on and you feel like you feel you just feel terrible because the only people you know hit up are your friends. Right? It's like, hey, what are you doing today? Not much like, feel like you need some blue and gold sausage? I, I, I got a – kids got a fundraiser right now. I mean – I love my daughters, right? They're they're it for me. They're the with the way the Raiders are playing right now. They're the only thing that's sustaining me outside of Sooner football, Josh, and Sooner softball. Well, hang on, the Raiders haven't played a football game yet. I'm just preparing myself. So it's just it's part of life. I just want all of my friends that listen to the show to know that I'm apologizing in advance for the uncomfortableness that is always caused. Whenever I'm like, hey, Emma, do you have something you want to say here to Mr. Trevor Anderson? Hey, Gwen, did you want to ask Sarah Strong for something? I mean, it's just you feel terrible, but you still do it. I mean, Casey and Brian are great, and I appreciate them. So it's, you know, they're just such a family-oriented group, right, and they care. It's kind of to the point where it's, hey, I'm just going to give you a heads up on this if you don't want to. Like, no, we're in. But then after that, I mean, dude, Josh, I don't have any. I mean, where am I going to go? Like uh, Markham's Nursery last night, uh, you know, Monty's daughters, rock stars, son-in-law, real man, Tommy Bacon, real man. I'm, I'm not even a quarter of the man that he is. But we had to hit, you know, Crystal and up at church, and you're kind of like, hey, hey, what's going on? Things good? Listen, we need your money. Because that's really what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah, that's give me your money. That's exactly right, please. And then if you say no, well, then you're you're kind of like it's uncomfortable because you're like, oh, so, so the kid's good. Everything. I mean, where where do you go from there? You don't <sighs> just walk away. Thank you, though. Thank you to Markham's. They they they're awesome. I've got to go get a picture with the plant like a champion sign at some point here, Josh. 
But you see, it's just, it's, it's uncomfortable, man. You feel terrible about it. I always, I always leave with a, when everyone's, I'm like, hey, don't feel obligated, okay? I'll just shame you on the radio tomorrow. Don't feel obligated. But, I mean, do you, I feel like it's a level, and this is not a knock on my kids' schools or events or anything. They're just, maybe it's, they're getting more involved. But I felt like when I was a kid, and, you know, we're going back a bit, like we had a peanut brittle sale or something like that and maybe sold the uh, the pre-Toberlones. Remember, they would have the caramel bars, and there would be almond, and there would be crunch, and that was it. But I felt like it was like once a year. I feel like it's once a month anymore. Did you have to deal with this as a kid, constantly doing things? Is it getting worse, or is it my imagination? Well, I don't know if it's getting worse, but, uh, yeah, I absolutely had to do the – door-to-door mm. around uh, head on down Mark Avenue and, and knock door-to-door. Hi, I've got some lovely – I've got this box of candies here. I'm playing baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm playing basketball. Playing football. I was probably three times a year had to do something like that. Okay. All right. I feel like it's nonstop. By the way, thank you to Old Bridge Design in Newcastle for stepping up. From, from me saying this on the show, <laughs> it ended up thanks to uh, – I think it's uh, Daniel and Amy who stepped up for us. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Casey and Brian here at the ref. This wasn't a way for me to get on here and try to pitch this. I just want to make that very clear, Josh. That wasn't my point. It's just I'm asking you for your advice. Like, how, how, how am I supposed to handle this? The, do- the kids are supposed to be the ones, right? This is building character. But yet I feel like I need to be the one to reach out and be like, hey, dude, just a heads up. Daughter's going to be bugging you. Don't feel obligated. <laughs> what's the move in your opinion uh, yeah i would i would pass the buck i would make sure okay. that uh, your daughter just kind of handles most of it but then if she doesn't get any sponsors well then, then it's time I for you to like pony the fool. up right then i gotta pay for it <laughs> <laughs> then i'm spending four hundred dollars on a foursome by the way the signs are only 150 dollars. you can find me at, on the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 so yeah Josh, preparing you for your future, fatherhood, kiddos, prepare for a lot of fundraising. A lot of fundraising. Have any of the parents just said, yeah, we're not doing that. We're just going to pay ourselves. Um, see, this is – I've witnessed that. Like, it hasn't happened to me yet, but I've witnessed it take place. We're like, oh, I'm really big. You know what my big thing is? And I've used this, and then I'll ask – you know, my wife, she's like, yeah, we, we didn't give to that. My big move is this when I get hit up. Hey, you know what? I think we've already given. Let me check with my wife, okay? All right, Mr. Plank. You know, I often actually check with my wife. <laughs> Slim to numb. So then I'm guilty of doing the things that I don't want other people to do. But then I don't know how you handle that this. That is dishonest. <laughs> so you're saying this is one of the seven deadly sins. No, actually, that would be one of the Ten Commandments. Oh, boy. I'm in big trouble. I'm sorry. We've used uh, all of our discretionary <laughs> funds this month. I sometimes have thought about really turning it. Where they're like, for, There was a, a young one of, the, one of the kiddos last night was asking for $5 for tickets to his Cub Scout drawing, which I thought was kind of cool. Brilliant idea. Five bucks for a ticket, four for 25 and you could win, like, this flat grill or there was a... Oh, what's the cooler that everyone nerds out about and they put the dumb bumper, a bumper sticker on their car? Yeti. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeti yeah. cooler. 
the Yeti cooler. It was really cool, right? But, I mean, five bucks, that's, that's not bad, right? Not bad at all. Not a bad deal at all. But you just you feel slimy. You feel slimy whenever you're like, ah, yeah, but, hey, listen, let me check with. And they give you the presentation, and it's so good. And in the middle of their presentation, you know, I don't have a dime in my pocket right now. I shouldn't have bought that extra month of Netflix. Should not have done that. Brilliant, though. Absolutely brilliant. Wish, but but I want to turn it where I'm like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Uh, I just spent my last $5 that I had to put enough gas in my car to get here. But if I get any more, I'll help you out. <laughs> what a sad tale. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm wearing Jordans, so it's kind of like, oh, hey, these are free. I didn't buy these. How fired up are you tonight, Josh? Scale of 1 to 10, how fired up are you as we finally get to sports for your Kansas City Chiefs to kick off the 2023 football season. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. I, I think we're trending toward about a, you know, a solid seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't become with the Chiefs like I've become with the Dodgers, where it's become such commonplace where all you care about is the playoffs. I feel like it's trending in that direction, though. I feel like it's trending in that direction with you, where you guys are so good. It's like we went on Sunday, right? Mahomes didn't get hurt. How bad? 35-3? All right, we're good. I mean, that's how good they've been Yeah, the it, last five years. It's hard not to be that way a little I know. bit. But uh, I, gen, generally speaking, as a fan, I try to be mindful of it's never going to be this good again. As soon as Mahomes is done, you're, going, you're, you're relegating back to who the Chiefs have been mm-hmm. in your childhood. And that's don't right. forget what it used to be like. So I, I – I try to enjoy every single time he plays. I um, I like the way you're looking at it. What's that? S- Listen, everything I am, everything is dumb to me today because I see all this hope for Kansas City, our rival, and I have none. So I'm a little bit envious and jealous right now. But what was that TikTok slash reel where they, they show the kids running around? It's like, how do we know? We're in the good old days. Or, when are we living in the good old days right now? And then it'll play the, the song by Rihanna or whoever. And it's like, I didn't need to cry to see your kid growing up. But that's how you feel right now with the Chiefs, right? Yes, cue graduation. How, how do I know when I'm living in the good old days? Because this is going to be an era. Bro, Patrick Mahomes, every year he started, has at the very least ended by hosting the AFC Championship game. I know. It's insanity. I, do I need to repeat that? It's dumb. It's unfair. <laughs> How dare you be this good? I mean, they are without. Let's do a depth chart of the best players on the Chiefs, okay? Who's number one, Josh? Who's the best player on the Chiefs? It's close, but I'm going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. All right. Kelsey and Jones are at least, if not two and three, in the top five, right? Yeah, I mean, I think they're the next two. <laughs> they are, uh, and of course, Kelsey, superhero, is gonna. I don't, I don't know how the workout went this morning, but it is going to be a game time decision. But Kelsey and Jones are out, and the Chiefs are still a five point favorite, four and a half in some places. And in fact, even with Kelsey out, the under has gone up, or the over under has gone up. Now don't gauge everything on gambling. 
But if you take the two best players away from just about any team, best defensive, best one of the best offensive weapons. <laughs> right. It's not looking good. Right. And yet here's the Chiefs. They're like, oh, maybe it'll just be like a field goal game or something. Well, we're going to see, though. I, I know Mahomes in the past, minus Tyreek Hill or minus Kelsey in one or two instances, that it's been, hey, all systems firing still. But this is a good Detroit team, and we're mm-hmm. going to see. I mean, now you're talking about one on both sides of the, of the football. So I don't think this is just some small thing that, hey, Kansas City's just fine. Right. By the way, uh, 5808, very important question. Chiefs Mount Rushmore, three of them are Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> LeVar Hunt fourth. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's pretty impressive. Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas would be up there. Um, and Sooner Gundy's right. That team's more about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Though, some are trying, though, some of us would like a chance I just want a chance, a shot. Some of us like to theorize that maybe Eric Bieniemy could have been a bigger part than we thought, but I don't think so. Yeah, we're, we're going to find out about that real quick. In two places. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that big in Kansas City. But I'm pumped for you. Tonight, Kansas City, Detroit. Uh, Thankfully, I haven't had a – now, again, I don't have NBC right now because of an ongoing dispute that's lasted since the 4th of July between – I don't know. I don't think it's our local NBC affiliate. I'm not going to lie to you. I really haven't. I haven't needed NBC until now, so I haven't necessarily made too many calls to figure out what's going on outside of what you all tell me on the text line. But Do you need me to help you out with some Fubo? I, I might need some Fubo tonight. But the, so I, when I say this, I haven't watched a lot of NBC. I haven't had a pregame concert crammed down my throat by the NFL Network or NBC. So does that mean we don't get any Bad Daddy or Ed Sheeran or Jaling, whoever it was that started last year? Are we concert free tonight? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, See, I, I don't know sign. for concert free. As a as a Chiefs fan who hasn't been. Uh, as or should be all in. If you don't know that there's a concert going on, it's a good sign by me. Ladies, they probably have too many analysts on NBC. They got to get everybody's taken. Yeah, like 500 people. Good luck tonight, Josh. It'll be a consistent theme throughout the show talking about the Chiefs. Now, again, as far as Kels is concerned, that workout this morning, they're going to try again in the pregame too. Are they going to get an? We're, we might get an answer by the end of this show. I just don't see any reason why you would play him. Mm. Outside of okay, he's you know one of if not the best tight end in the league right now, and of course he's Mahomes' safety valve and a key cog in what Kansas City's doing. I just give him two weeks. He's too valuable. Don't risk anything for a short term game. Yeah, I mean you're you're. You got Patrick Mahomes. You, you, theoretically, you're going to be okay. All right, when we come back, today is a fun day because we get to give you a sneak peek of Coach's Corner, and we'll do that coming up at 1030. What do we learn? Kind of uh, – what? let me rephrase that. What will we learn? <laughs> what can we entice you into watching and listening to? I think if I saw right this morning, I think it's already up on ESPN+. 
But there was there was one thing that there was one thing that Miguel Chavis said that stayed with me, and we're going to bring you that next. Also, John Hoover is making his. I can't even say return. I don't know if John's been on with us. He's been on a bunch of different radio stations, you know, doing shows. And I think he just recently was uh, a free agent. So I was like, can you come on? So John Hoover's coming on from All Sooners at 10 o'clock. Am I leaving anyone out today? Potentially Councilman Holman to talk about the the entertainment district plan in Norman. Ah, very cool. Potentially. I haven't. I got to follow up during the break. <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm curious. I feel like I'm leaving something out. Oh, Plus, you're texting this. your calls, people. Maybe that's it. 405-651-3439. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You can also use the phone to call us at 405-329-9000. Oh, yeah. I'm looking right at it. We're at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Cavensgroup.com, 405-573-3048. We'll talk to Gary about all the great things they have emergency response that's what they're here for if it's a water damage fire mold hazmat cavensgroup.com it's plank show on a thursday speaking of that little dirty word that you used josh what did you hear cheer my man mad dog christopher russo's rant on robert sala yesterday (laughs) no what did he have to say he's mad about his colorful language why does he need to talk like that I mean, it's hilarious. You got a pretty decent mad dog. We're working on it. Here's the problem. Uh, my man Mike Babchek has a next level, Christopher Russo. So I'm very, very much a lot of work to do. Uh, and it was funny. <laughs> I watched first take when Russo was on. I'm sorry. I watched it last night. <laughs> even even when all the news was old. I just I can't get enough of how shocked people are by his slash takes. And it's not trolling. It's not. That's how he feels. Whenever he's like whenever he's complaining about the language of coaches, Josh, I, I, I think it was the host, the girl who hosted it. She's like, Oh, it's Stephen A's with the host. No, no, no. He's he's being serious right now. He he does not cuss. <laughs> oh man. Mad dog really doesn't? He'll drop it every now and then. He'll drop it every now and then. They put a kibosh on the F-bombs over on Mad Dog Radio. So apparently apparently Pat McAfee hit the over. Pat McAfee making his debut, but as projected, uh, ESPN taking steps. They are showcasing it on tape delay <laughs> to make sure there's not too many bombs. Got to get in there and clean things up. You got to be smart, man. Um, Josh, as it is a Thursday and we start looking ahead to SMU, Toby had Rich Phillips on yesterday. There were a couple of things that the uh, ticket alum said that I was uh, I was in a, I was interested in. We'll share those. I mentioned I got a cut here from Miguel Chavis. I want to share, but I, I got to be honest with you. I don't I don't have a good feel right now on SMU. I really don't. I think they're you know if this if these two teams were playing last year, I feel like I'd. I'd I'd have some different kind of feeling about it, maybe a little bit more concern. But I'm also not trying to say that I'm not concerned. Like, I think Oklahoma's going to win the game. It's just I, I don't know what to expect from SMU. I went back and I, I watched the Louisiana Tech game. My takeaway from that is, man, Louisiana Tech is not very good. But Preston Stone... Pretty impressive, efficient, didn't throw an interception. 
I like L.J. Johnson Jr., their running back. He he looks the part. I mean, I think I think Oklahoma, if unless it's just all quick game for USC, it seems as if Oklahoma's going to have some success getting after Stone on Saturday. But I, I don't feel like I have a very good feel for SMU right now. What's kind of been your perspective on on watching the Mustangs, or at least in, in leading up to the matchup on Saturday? I think they're a little bit uh, maybe further along than I thought they would be, minus Mordecai. But <laughs> uh, we're going to find that out this week, right? I mean, same thing with Oklahoma. It's We think that they're right where we want them to be or maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. But, again, it ramps up this week, and, and let's go find out. Hudson's a, a nice little receiver. You think that they have a, a pretty pretty decent quarterback? So, I, I don't know. It, it's too early to tell, kind of. I will say this. We didn't get into it too terribly much on Coach's Corner, but we what's about we, we we kind of chatted about it off the air. And if you listen to Levy and, and Roof talk about SMU, that's just that's about as much as you will hear either one of them talk about an opponent. I mean they they seem to gush, you know, especially Ted Roof on their offense. So I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I'm excited to see what the palace is going to look like. Like Toby said, I assume we're at least going to wrap this game up under the lights, right? I mean, is that a fair assessment? Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. Okay. All right. So we'll at least get to see what it looks like under the lights. So I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I just I don't know what to make of this SMU team. I haven't been able to quite... I haven't been able to quite figure them out. I haven't been able to get a good read on them, except to say I, it's a good challenge. If you're someone that looked at Arkansas, Arkansas State, and you're like, oh, well, they don't matter because they're a Sun Belt team and they don't have an offense. Well, this isn't an ACC team yet, but it's a future Power 5 team. <laughs> Sounds weird to say about SMU, but they had some impressive performances last year. New quarterback, new mindset, that's fine. But I still think it's the same scheme. So I don't know what to make of them. I don't know. When we play Tulsa next week, I'm going to have a good feel on Tulsa. I'm sitting here. Uh, let's see. So one week would be next week, two. I'm sitting here two, three weeks before the Iowa State-Cincinnati game. I feel like I have a good feel on Iowa State. Eh, not so much on Cincinnati because they played Northern Kentucky and made them look, look foolish. Think about Pitt this weekend. So we'll learn a little bit more. But I, I would say – even with this game 48 hours away, Josh, I feel like there's a lot of unknown with the Mustangs and the, the level of challenge the Sooners are truly getting. We can kind of just go off the fact that seven and six a season ago and uh, what, five and three mm-hmm. in the American? I mean, that's that's but, not great. But oh, but oh, by the way, different quarterback. So, you know, you right. tell me. Miguel Chavis this week was on Coach's Corner. Tonight you'll be able to hear on the Sooner Radio Network, Miguel Chavis and Jeff Levy. I would highly suggest you take a moment to listen or watch on ESPN Plus to see Miguel Chavis, who took the crown for best-dressed coach, you ready for this, in the history of Coach's Corner. But one thing that was pretty obvious about Miguel Ch- that Miguel Chavis wanted to talk about was the guy who used to be in his room, Josh, Eusta. And I thought it looked pretty good on Saturday. And that's Jonah 
Laula. Now, we talked to Todd Bates last week on Coach's Corner, and he raved about Jonah. How about Miguel Chavis, who had to say goodbye to him in his room, but knew it was a guy that was never going to say no to any type of challenge that would help the team? I think he's the poster child for a type of guy that we want to get out of the portal. You know, I think he's an absolute we've, – we've – Coach Venables and Coach Levy and Coach Roof and our staff and our recruiting staff, J.R. Sandlin and Lee Davis and everyone, have, have done an amazing job identifying uh, the right type of guy and, and on the field and off the field. And what does that look like? And, you know, wants and needs and all that. But I think when Jonah's, you know, just and, – and, I, and I, with all these guys, I don't talk start with the football first because they really are amazing people. And Jonah Laulu, a kid that was an under-recruited kid, well, maybe not even, maybe he wasn't under-recruited. This is a developmental kid from from Las Vegas that went to Hawaii and transferred here and believed in us, who had everybody in the world trying to, to get him to transfer there, and who chose to be an Oklahoma Sooner to start a few games at DN last year, and to now go out there and to put on 20, 25 pounds, and he's different now. You're talking about a six-six, 290-pound long dude that's very very smart that's that has length and twitchiness inside that a lot of those interior offensive linemen are not used to and uh, just really proud of him really proud of him but he's just a team guy you know the whole way you know i got i gotta put on 20 pounds sounds good coach i'm gonna go from outside to inside sounds good coach (laughs) and this is one of those opportunities where the good of the team and the good of an individual are the same thing how cool is that man they in Jonah Lulu, they said they the right type of guy. Everything we're looking for in our type of guy. I think he's poised to have a big year. Captain this weekend. The, the interior of the SMU defensive line seems to be their strength as opposed to their tackles. But I'm thinking about putting Lulu in my spotlight this weekend, Josh. What do you think? I don't think it's a, a bad play at all. I don't think it's a bad uh, decision at all and it kind of feels like this week trending toward uh, mm-hmm. maybe the pass rush getting after it a little bit mixing things up a little bit yeah right? i mean with some gripes last week you know that group's heard about it all week ladonna writes quickly off the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line i'm with you plank not sure what to think about smu my hope is the sooner start fast and the defense is ready for them they're going to try to go fast they're, they're a tempo team rhett lashley is a gus Malzon protege, is that the word? Disciple. Disciple. Um, he was under Gus, I think, every step of the way after he finished his playing career, outside of the time when Rhett went to Miami. Now, you follow, I mean, Rhett's only 40 years old. Yeah, I mean, it went all the way back to high school. After he finished his career at Arkansas, Lashley was and, and played for Gus. He was a quarterback's coach at Springdale, a GA at Arkansas in 06. I think in 07 and 08 is when I met him. I think that's when Rhett, I never heard from Chadwick yesterday, but I think like 07, 08 was whenever he started working with Vibe High School Sports, the magazine. I think he was working like in that Arkansas region because he had so many good contacts. And then when Gus got the Auburn job, he went with them to Auburn, and then kind of went off on his own path for a year. And then what? Ended up back at Auburn. Hurry up. No huddle. Has his own little twist on it. 
He's done a heck of a job. And they've got a unique roster. But I'm with you, LaDonna. I don't know what to make. Quick break. When we come back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, let's get to your text. Great start to the text line today at 405-651-3439. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref. <laughs> that's uh, that's just for Brooke. This uh, <laughs> This song, for some reason, is on my YouTube watch list in my history. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know why. Apparently, I was in a mood some night, Josh. Maybe it was these overnight shows. It's a good song. (laughs) The the best part is that it's in the middle of a field, the video is, and the wind is just blowing through them. And if you individually watch one of them dance during the video, it's the most hilarious thing in the planet. Gosh, there was this. There was Chris Stapleton. (sighs) What was up with me Sunday morning? Song for you, Leon Russell. Goodness gracious, Mike. Somehow one of these guys is just hanging out at the beach, but I know, right? it doesn't really fit with the... <laughs> Some guy's playing a piano in the middle of the desert. It just doesn't fit. The piano's sort of out of place out there in the wilderness as well. Don't you ever say that I use this show for ulterior motives. The 918 writes, I want some blue and gold sausage. <laughs> you are in, my friend. You are in. Uh, you will be contacted by a young lady to talk about future farmers of America. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Simiord, I'll get you taken care of. Uh, Jesse G writes, fundraisers. Ugh, no fun for anyone. I paid 25 bucks for a small bag of caramel popcorn yesterday. Oh, yeah, you know what? I just want to be clear about this, Josh. I- I'm not complaining about you know either A, giving money, or-, or B, helping my daughter raise the money, or even C, spending the money. I hate that uncomfortable asking. Hey, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, it just clicked me. There's someone else we have to go ask today. <sighs> it uh, It's not fun asking your friends for, no. Like, hey, can I borrow this or borrow that? Camo Sooner writes, the blue and gold bacon is legit. Well, Camo Sooner, do I have a gift for you? <laughs> no, no, not gift. Not gift. Deal for you. In the 918, one more on this, and we'll get back it's to It's such sports. a good deal, it'll feel like a gift. That's right. This is such, boy, we should sell. This is such a good deal for you. It's almost like we're giving it to you. In fact, I mean, I would have my mom come in right now and take this same deal. I would, she'd sign the papers. For nineteen ninety nine. Can you beat this deal? It's funny that you say nineteen ninety nine because everything that is ever purchased off Amazon that shows up on my front door, apparently, Josh, is like 19 bucks. I'm like, there's. There's four packages on the porch. Oh, it's just, they were like 19 bucks. <laughs> Everything. The, the 918 writes, when my kids were peddling school products, a group of us parents went to school and asked, how much does each kid need to bring in to meet the financial needs? Once we got the dollar amount, donations were a snap, and we did not have to sh- uh, sell chocolate bars. You know, there's something formative about it, though, too. Mm. There is something formative. You know, if and when I have kids, they're selling chocolate bars. If I (laughs) sold chocolate bars, you're going to have to sell chocolate bars. Okay. Hey, do you know what? This from the 405, um, this is a – bro, you and I could sit down and have a show on this, but I just think it falls under that category of the dude that complained in Gunny's mentions that we talk too much about TV deals and things of that nature. 
He writes, what's your take on the loans that um, Big League Advantage and perhaps others are giving athletes in exchange for a percentage of their future earnings as a pro? I mean, but famously, Fernando Tatis Jr. and others. See, I, I look at that a different way, 405. I see it, well, and maybe in the case of Tatis Jr., it was truly alone. But, for instance, uh, I've heard of, and I think I want to get involved in this, and I don't think this is illegal, but to where you're supporting. Let's say there's a guy that's on the Corn Ferry Tour or is, is what's I don't know what the tour is, Josh, below the Corn Ferry Tour. You know? Is it still Nike? Is it still anything of that nature? You're my golf guy I'll tell you in two seconds. Okay, okay. But I've heard of, you know, these ways in which you can support guys like that and say, hey, listen, I don't need anything on your bag. Let's just come up with an agreement that I'm going to give you this loan and then a percentage of your not necessarily entire earnings, but, you know, there is – I'm investing in you, right, as a player. Now, I don't know. It doesn't sound any – I like that idea. I think that's cool. And then if you don't make it, it's just like, hey, man – Good, good run. Good, you're at that money. Q school. Would Q school be be before uh, Corn Ferry? I assume. Then I have no idea. I think so. I figured. I figured me on the driving range is before Corn Ferry, but that is, gosh, man, that is a great question. I because that's that's an awesome, awesome story, but I just don't know if we can go too in depth right here on the on the Thursday before the Oklahoma game. SEC snob gets us back to football. It's been a delicious few days, guys, watching UT fans and players beating their chest and the delusional and the delusion of beating Bama on Saturday. Watching the Shorthorns get brought back to earth every year never tires. Is this a situation? I was thinking about this driving in. Is this a situation where just playing them close is enough to keep the Texas is back narrative alive. I think, unfortunately, it is. Yeah, if you get good quarterback play and keep it close, yeah, yeah, I think so. With it being on the road, sure. Do you know what happens if they get smoked? I don't care that it's Alabama. I don't care that it's pre-Big 12. That meltdown is going to be fantastic. Well, and, you know, in in correlation with Oklahoma going out and beating the snot out of SMU, all of a sudden Oklahoma's the favorite in this league. I mean, I, I you're right. Well, let's put that caveat with Oklahoma taking care of business. But I don't just mean for 2023. Suddenly... This team, I don't have to tell anyone what you've heard about Texas. Everyone's heard it. If you've listened to this station, we've endured it. And then when you when you get away from this station and you listen to, like, the, the Andy Staples and the Ari Wassermans of the world and you dive into those podcasts, I just – it's almost as if Texas is the team that's won back-to-back national championships with the way that some people are talking about them. But even with that, even with that, Josh, there's this under. It's almost as if everyone has just elevated Quinn Ewers to a level that he hasn't shown he's at. And it's just, well, I mean, Steve Sarkeesian's his coach. 
So he's going to get better at quarterback. I mean, that's just not not guaranteed. But, yeah, I'm a – if I'm rooting for an Alabama route, does that make me a bad person? No, it makes you uh, an Oklahoma broadcaster. I am just here for the content, Josh. If it doesn't affect – I've adopted a new rule. It's the Bill Simmons rule. If it doesn't affect my team, plural, specifically in this case Oklahoma, then I'm here for chaos. I'm here for the storyline. I'm here for the angle. I'm here for the talking point. I'm here for the content. And there would be no better content on two fronts than Alabama going out and smoking Texas this weekend. That team that played Rice isn't going to be able to stay on the field against Alabama. Right? Oh, I mean, they definitely, to, uh, I forget our man from Futurama, but they're going to have to kick it up a notch. No Bender? Doubt. Bender's the only character I can remember from Futurama. Yeah, well, Bender does say it, but it's, uh, I forget which chef it is. Kick yeah. it up. Kick it up a notch. Kick it up a notch. Okay, quick break. I, I did not do a good job of getting a mass number of texts in, but two fascinating angles. Love it, man. Love it. But Patrick asked a good question, though, before we go to break. Don't we want Texas so uh, undefeated so when we play them it makes us look better? Let's debate that next. Let's debate that next. Caven's group on a Thursday. Emergency response, water damage, fire damage, mold remediation, hazmat cleanup. The first call after the fire truck leaves or right when you call them. Is Cavins. 405-573-3048. It's the Plank Show. Got me breaking all my rules today, Josh. I mean, I'm not supposed to be singing along with the bump music or even talking about it, right? That's my big pet peeve. Is when someone comes back from a break, it's like, oh, look at that. Leonard Skinner, welcome back. And Chris Stapleton starting over. Good morning, everybody. Oh, my gosh. I love this song. Hey, if anyone wants to take me to Chris Stapleton in Tulsa, I'm down. I'm just saying, I'm a great date. I'm awesome. Uh, we can all go. We just got to sell some blue and gold. If I can sell some of this blue and gold, I don't think <laughs> that helps me out. <laughs> uh, okay, so the question. It's Plank Show live from Cavens. John Hoover is coming up in, oh gosh, 10 minutes from now. Let's hustle. Are you actually wanting Texas to win? So when Oklahoma plays them, that's a better win. You know, my man Adam Starling, I, don't, I hope Pastor Adam, I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, my man Adam Starling always wants Texas to go 0-12. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. I don't want him to win anything. He's like, it helps us in recruiting. I don't care about the matchups. We go undefeated. We're going to a championship. We lose one game. Don't care if Texas is any good. You buying Patrick or are you buying Adam? Can you, can you just quickly ask that question again? Okay. Who is bothering you right now? Don't they know you're on the air? No, nobody's bothering me. Okay. Qu- quickly ask the question again. More important for Texas to beat Bama so they're a more quality victory. No. Wins. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, Texas lose every single time. Can't see horns down getting smoked. It'll be Bama 34, horns down 20. That's according to softball Steve, who in all caps is giving picks like crazy or sooner that's weak as an OU fan never root for Texas unless it means OU winning a natty even then take NyQuil before the game wake up to the result 
Four, 405. I don't think I would pull for Texas if they were playing Putin's 11. Uh, Sooner Gundy, never, never. Always wish the worst for the horns and just win your games and take care of what you can. Mm-hmm. And the 5808 brings up a great point. Great point. A Texas football win over Saban in Alabama is never a good thing for Oklahoma. Agreed. I, I understand what Patrick was getting at. I mean, there's several that that they want to be the team that pins the loss on Oklahoma on Texas. But and hypothetically, it gives you some wiggle room if things don't go the way you want. Right. At right. The, you know, inside right. the Cotton Bowl. Right. But hmm. generally speaking. I think Oklahoma's going to the playoff as a one-loss Big 12 champion until it's proven, Plank, that they're not. Sure. I, I, I think you're we, right. We haven't really been in that scenario yet where we, you know, see Oklahoma not get in as a one-loss conference champion. <laughs> All right, quick break. When we come back, <laughs> we, we have found a very polarizing topic. I didn't know how polarizing this would be on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Huh. A lot of disagreements. I'm a little bit blown away by this. We'll pose it to Hoove next. John loves topics like this. We're on the road at Cavens on a Thursday, counting down to Oklahoma SMU this Saturday, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.